moss. More moss to the people, yeah. More moss. More moss to the people, yeah. More moss. More moss to the people. Hi, this is Asa Nilsson, and you're listening to More Moss to the People, where each week we're going to be talking about slowing down, even hurling ourselves off of the Ferris wheel of the production-first mentality and choosing to live a courageous life based on our own needs first and daring to be different in a world where sameness is encouraged more highly than living a life of authenticity. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Welcome to episode two of season two of More Moss to the People podcast, the place for conversations with cool people who have opted out of the rat race and live a life on their own terms. My name is Asa Nilsson and I'm your host. Today, I am chatting with Tammy Falls in Canada, living on the beach right outside of Lake Ontario. Unfortunately, you cannot see her today on video because we're having some issues And uh, we decided just to do an audio file instead. So hopefully that will be okay. So Tammy, you left a cushy government job, climbed Mount Kilimanjaro at the age of 30, (laughs) beat childhood cancer, and today you work with grief. Um, Please, let me give you the mic. Let's discuss what brought you to this point in your life and why you chose this to be your life's work. And please feel free to introduce yourself. Well, hello. <laughs> Thank Hi. you. Yes, and sorry about the video. We blame Mercury retrograde. <laughs> <for that>. <laughs> Yet again. <laughs> oh, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, my gosh. Yes. Well, thank you for having me. And um, my gosh, how do I sum that all up? So I, yeah, I used to, well, I've worked in every sector uh, okay. from private, corporate, nonprofit, tried them all. And mm-hmm. um yeah, the big kind of pivotal points in my life were those moments where I looked at how I was living. And the government job, um, I had also was working in home care for seniors at the same time. Because mm. uh, I love that. I've always loved, I think the greatest classroom is at the foot of a senior citizen. Mm-hmm. And, uh, mm. and I asked them, you know, what, I was 25 at the time. I said, you know, what would you, what advice would you give? to someone my age and I saw a hundred percent of them looked at me like kind of that proverbial like grab you by the shoulders look you dead in the eye and they're like travel so I did (laughs) (laughs) because uh working in government I was working in education so it was actually quite easy to get a sabbatical um and at the time I was working 90 plus hours uh Hmm. in government because in a project I was doing was yeah yeah yes oh my goodness it was okay. crazy 
because I had a service that helped teachers and of course they embraced it and then it took off. Yeah. Um, so they're like, yes, take the time. I took a year off. Uh, I went traveling to Australia and Southeast Asia mm -hmm. and the, you know, yep. Yeah, when you get back, you know, we're going to have staff for you and all, you know, pay raise and all the things and mm -hmm. nothing happened. Mm -hmm. So it actually, so was, wait, can I ask you real quick? Sorry to interrupt you. Mm -hmm. So your sabbatical means you took an unpaid leave of absence for a year. Correct. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Please. Exactly. Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. yeah. And uh, anyway, but then got back and nothing changed. So I'm like, okay, well then something has to change for me. So mm -hmm. those are kind of those, those pivotal points, right? Like I, I worked in physiotherapy before that and I thought I was going to be a physiotherapist, but then felt that oh, something in my gut wasn't aligned and I ended up leaving that profession. You know, so I've kind of gone through a few iterations of my life um, <laughs> of leaving those, you know, not the corporate ladder, but you know what I mean? Where it's like, okay, there's the trajectory, there's the path, and that's the one I'm on. And then I get on it and I go, ugh, mm. nope, thank you, mm. and have to pivot and move somewhere else. So well, yeah, but thank you. At just... least you choose to leave instead of staying, right? I mean, yeah. most people don't well, even have it, like that. tuning into your heart. Yeah. Yeah. And that's always been my guide is my mm. GPS system um, is my values and mm. my heart. Mm. So always tuning into those, but knowing that something's off, you know? Mm. Um, yeah. And so the, the, again, so then that, that moved into me leaving, working um, in government uh, and then transferring to nonprofit. Uh, again, which is great. Just unfortunately, you don't get paid very well there, so that's not sustainable. No. Um, but I produced galas, and and I another again another life. I was an event planner um, Ooh, from my sounds... organizing my prom. Okay, <laughs> starting there, girl. Prom, good, yeah. good. <laughs> starting, yeah, exactly. Um, all and that's and actually it was when I was traveling in Australia. I had a temp job as an executive assistant, and uh, they're like, "Hey, can you organize the annual general meeting?" for the National AIDS Federation oh, wow. in Melbourne. And I was like, sure, sure. <laughs> I have nothing to lose. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a backpacker, you know? <laughs> um, and it was then that I was like, oh, you can get paid to do this. Because again, I'd organized mm -hmm. my prom. I always thought an event planner meant weddings. That was like, it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, so then I, I got back and, and um, did my studies in event uh, management and then did that and loved it. Lots mm -hmm. of that. I still dabble in events, uh, but again, not sustainable because for what I was doing, it was, you know, you plan them all day. And then I did a lot of travel of mine because I worked with, um, in beverage alcohol. So mm -hmm. it's a lot in the U S a lot of international travel. And so I burnt out. Um, mm -hmm. and that then caused me to look at, okay, well, what else am I naturally drawn to? And I did a core values assessment mm -hmm. and a strengths assessment. And then that little sweet spot in between is how I figured out uh, what was next for me. And that little sweet spot between my values and strengths were leadership, which at the time I'm like, well, that's really vague. Like, how do you put that on a <laughs> yeah. business card? Uh, I'm the leader. Then, I'm the leader. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> follow me. Um, and then the uh, coaching. I didn't even know what it was. This is yeah. like the early, like 2010. Um, yeah. which, gosh, it feels like forever ago. Yes, uh, I didn't even know what it was, but I researched it and I was like, oh my gosh, this is completely aligned with me. I've always had that mm. face that people just 
open up to and tell things. Um, and yeah, so I started studying coaching and then that's what started that path. And this is the path I've been on now for over a decade and no gut, you know, no flutters of like, oh, this isn't aligned. This is so completely aligned mm. with me. Yeah. And that's the, you know, advice if, if I was to give any to your audience is to look at your values mm. and your strengths. Now I have the to. values. Sorry, yeah. Please, please go ahead. Sorry, finish. I apologize. No, I was just saying, because <laughs> the value, I, I, like the metaphor I use is that, you know, you're, the journey of life, right? You're on the road, the car is you, and the values are what steer your car. Mm. And the vision is what's going to pull you forward, right? So where am I headed? What's my destination? Value steering and the strengths are the gas in the tank. <laughs> so that's naturally fueling you. And all mm. my strengths I took for granted. I was like, oh, everyone's right. empathetic. Sure. Oh, everyone's positive. You know, I'm like, <laughs> but those are the things. So that's why when you bring all those together, whew, yeah. you're off. No, and not everybody is. Uh, that's, that mm -hmm. is definitely for sure. Now, I, it's funny that you say this because I'm holding in my hand and I was going to show you in the video, but since we can't do that, mm -hmm. the way, audience, the way that I met Tammy was via a book and a book that I read now you know, when I started my coaching uh, world, which was 2017. Yeah. And it's a book called Being Boss, Take Control of Your Work and Live Life on Your Own Terms. I was reading this book and I got to a part where Tammy is writing about what she just spoke about. And I was like, oh my God, she seems amazing. So I reached out to you and I've known you ever yeah. since then. I mean, I've never met you, of course, in real life because you live in Canada and I live in Sweden, <laughs> but we connected then. And I think that uh, to do that kind of work, the value work is spectacular. And I use your work in my work too. So <laughs> I don't know if you know that, but I, uh, no, I do, that's great. of course, yeah. yeah, I give you credit, not mine. But to, to understand what it is that you value highest and most, because without that, you don't have your GPS. You don't have the North Star. What are you working from and to? Um, so, yeah, that's that is so right and so beautiful. So, OK, mm -hmm. you're, you're doing all these jobs. You're doing all these careers. You find your your beautiful, sweet spot of ooh, coaching and leadership. And I, I've, I've got this. I'm, a, I'm able to do this now. Where now you're talking about 2010, 2011. Yeah. Yep. So 11 years ago, yep. 12 years ago. And yeah. how did you then, because you've tried so many things and seen different things, how have you found that you come back to center when you need to reconnect with yourself? Oh my gosh. Um, so many things. So I also did my yoga training. So actually mm. in 2011, that's when I left the event career okay. and moved to California uh, to go train um, down there. And that was an absolute missing puzzle piece for me. And that continues mm. now to be what brings me back to center mm. uh, is my spirituality. Yeah. I didn't really know what was missing because <laughs> I, I, I never really was religious growing up or anything like that. But just connecting to something bigger than me, knowing that we are all connected. Mm -hmm. uh, really helps to ground me and now that i live by the beach every day right i go for walks um down by the water because mm -hmm. that for me is also very grounding yeah. just seeing the um cycles of life too like i'm fortunate to live in a country that has four seasons yes. uh right so we're in the depths of winter right now so time of rest and reflection and um 
And I'm reminding myself of that. And especially with the work I do uh, for people that are grieving as well, that everything's in a cycle, right? No storm lasts forever. So looking out your window and seeing that, looking for those signs of beauty in life um, to help bring you back. So when you are in the depths, to also help bring you back up. Mm. So nature really mm. is my biggest one. And then meditation, journaling, kind of again, all those tools I learned in my yoga training. Yeah. Movement. Do you use yeah. uh, yoga with your clients? I do, but not in the in the, the kind of westernized <laughs> you know, version of yoga, uh, more in the philosophies of it so yeah. not the the movement so much i will do breathing practices with them or sometimes yeah. um you know if they are needing more grounding we'll talk about how to do that through the legs and the feet and mm. the root chakra and stuff like that mm. but um yeah but more for the philosophies uh yeah. which it's so funny because number I think it's like number two or chapter two of the sutras uh it's like or not chapter, anyway it's <laughs> number two <laughs> of the sutras um is you know if like number one's like if something's working great number two is if it's not stop like a task just stop <laughs> yeah <laughs> reevaluate yeah stop doing it you know like which i love that lessons. brilliance it's five thousand years old yeah and still applicable today right so if it's working great if it's not stop mm. take a look take a breath Gosh. see what you can do differently yeah. as i uncross my legs to ground my to ground myself yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. i know i just straightened up <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah I think that it's interesting yeah, that you also so. said about living next to the water that you choose to live near the water. Um, for the audience who does not know this, you and I share a birthday, not the same year, but the same day, July 17th. And that, of course, is a cancer sign. That is the astrological sign of cancer. Our sun sign is cancer. So we need mm-hmm. water to ground ourselves. And we are ruled by the moon, which is also interesting, which also has a lot to do with the water. So um how now working with grief because this is why i thought it was so interesting because in my perception for what i see in my own life and my own coaching practice is there's so much grief in our world mm-hmm. and um you choosing to work with this which to some people i mean death is the worst thing people can imagine many people cannot imagine a worse thing than dying which um, I personally don't feel that way, but you and I having conversations about, well, you know, how how can you how can you work with grief and death and dying and fear and how do how do you navigate this in your own life and be able to to be able to be the guiding light for people who are looking for so much support and help right now? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it. Um, something looking back, I realized I've dealt with grief my whole life because grief I thought was just associated with death, but it's Mm -hmm. not true. There's over 40 types of loss that we will encounter in our lives. Mm -hmm. And looking back, you know, I had a cancer diagnosis when I was six. So I had a loss of community, right? Because I had missed a year of school. (laughs) So loss of of community, routine, familiarity, you know, um, and then I I always give the example of the pandemic, look how much we lost in such a short time right? Routine, yes. faith, trust, you know, a whole, a whole slot of things. Yeah. Um, so understanding grief, befriending it, because, uh, you know, again, we're kind of taught that anything that makes us feel bad or uncomfortable, we shun, right? We orphan, we just know, I do not want to feel you. I'm going to 
focus over here instead, you know, I'll look for the joy, I'll be grateful, I'll do all these things, you know, right. again, which, you know, work to some degree, but we need to be holistic in our approach of how we look at all these emotions. So understanding grief and knowing that there's a lot of gifts in that, you may not feel it in that exact moment, but yeah. there's always, again, we go back to the cycles of life, right? We need the dark to see the light. Yes. So understanding it helps me to process it. So kind of that emotional you know, granularity. So I'm, um, I'm sad. Yes. But what's underneath that? Is it disappointment, resentment, jealousy? You know, like what are, mm -hmm. what are the actual emotions that you can tease out so that you can then move them through? Because emotions are energy, right? Mm -hmm. So when they come up in our bodies, we need to either, you know, breathe them through, write them through, talk them through, whatever it is, just move that energy through. So that for me and my work, is what allows me to be present and whole and know I've walked this path from a very young age. Yeah. Um, I've had numerous, as we all have, right? Numerous losses in our lives. Uh, but my intention is to shine a loving, compassionate light on a traditionally very dark and heavy topic. Mm -hmm. To normalize it, to understand that you're not alone in that, even though it feels so isolating, um, and help you know, or just guide, you know, guide you through that path. And that's what I use is called the grief recovery method, which is an evidence-based step-by-step program that helps you to just complete the pain of the past. It's not closure. Mm. You know, I don't think mm. that exists. They're always going to be with you and it should carry them forward with you, but it's completing that pain so that you can take those next steps forward in your own life. Ooh, so really also like being that. by the water helps me. Yeah. Helps mm. me. I, I joke that I, 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 uh, oh, yeah, I wish I had video, but I put a little bowl in front of me, like visually with my arms so that if you and I were talking and you're just dumping all your emotions in there, mm. I am not kidding you. I go outside after and I dump it in the water and okay. like, here you go, mother nature, here. compost, recycle this, <laughs> Get this. <laughs> not for me to carry. Yeah. That's right. And it's, it isn't yeah. for you to carry, but it's still, you're holding a space and a container for your clients that have to get this out. And I think that is so yeah. beautiful. It's and not that's closure of pain. Yeah. God, but it's beautiful. It's not closure of pain. It's completion yeah. of the pain so you can move forward yeah. with your life. Yeah, you're just moving those emotions. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Otherwise, was... right, we know what happens. Yeah. We stuff them down and we oh know the body keeps score. Uh, oh, yeah. for sure. And we numb out. We choose alternative methods of dealing and coping with our, our sadness, our grief our yeah. you know I was when I was looking at your website I was so surprised I mean I never even thought it because you know you think about grief it's like oh yeah my dog died or my cat died or my dad died or my best friend died and it's like what about divorce what about you know loss of community I mean all these things that you just said they're they're so important for us as human beings you know the human condition and sharing our stories and you 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 said something the other day when we were talking before we were going to meet and that was, we're all going to die one day. The question is, how do you want to live? And that to me is so perfectly stated because that falls so in line with the whole more moss to the people, the whole the movement of, well, you know, we're all going to drop dead. We all have a timestamp on our forehead. So what if we have a choice, which we do have a choice, how do we choose to live today? And you mm -hmm. are doing this beautiful work and offering people who are hurting so badly the opportunity to see a way out, to see their way through mm -hmm. it, right? Because you, yeah. 
you're not going to be able to do this bypassing by bypassing anything. You're going to have to do the work now. Like I told you, 2005 sucked for me. My dad died. One of my best friends died. And I never did the work. I never did grief counseling. I never did. I I had to, you know, it's now 2022, 23, and I'm still going through this process. Mm-hmm. It still comes back. So the, mm-hmm. you know, you work in tandem with other people, you work with attorneys, you work with therapists, you work with death doulas. Can you explain a little bit? Because I mean, obviously it's real important as a coach that you know we mm-hmm. do the coaches work. We don't do therapist work. Mm-hmm. We do the uh the attorneys yeah. work. What um what do you think for people who who need help right now that like who don't have a team like if if you are getting like say for example me i have a mother that's 80 nearly 87 years old she has a team of people that support her well i'm 55 years old and who do i need to have on my team of people that i should be thinking about because when the day does come i don't want to be uh that somebody else has to sit and figure all this out like the attorneys like mm-hmm. uh all of that stuff do you have any tips on things like that that you've come across mm-hmm. yeah and and just to be clear right you're saying with coaching so yeah i i'm not a therapist i'm not a counselor i help you take you where you are move you through right as we discussed mm-hmm. so moving you forward from that mm-hmm. um but yes i do work uh often in tandem with with therapists um like people like clients that come to me have their therapy at the same time Mm-hmm. Um, but again, yeah, if you don't have that, the, there's so many things you could do. And you mentioned, you touched on a few in there. I am a death doula as well. Mm-hmm. And what I focus on in terms of that work, because even with death doulas, they are non-medical support, you know, for the, the, the client and their families. So everything from all mm-hmm. the advanced planning, which is everything you've touched on there, like the, you know, end of life paperwork, all the proxies, getting the estate, you know, all that's in order. Um, you know, and, and again, doulas can either sit bedside, you know, hold vigil, and as well mm. as after with, you know, the paperwork and everything, getting that organized. Mm. Um, so if you're listening to this and going, I, I don't have my team, start mm. with you. There is, uh, actually, I put together a coping with brief workbook in there. I guess if it's something it's brief specific that you're looking for. Otherwise, I mean, depending on where you live, um, there's really great online resources. So if you're like, oh my gosh, I'm listening to this and actually that's are in Canada, under 25% of people have their end of life paperwork together. But again, spoiler alert, 100% of us are going to die. So <laughs> wait, hold on, hold we, on, hold on. Let's we, get back to what you just said. How can we fill that gap? 25% <laughs> of people in Canada do not have their end of life paperwork in order. Is that what you just said? Only 25%. Okay. So 75% only. don't. Okay. And that's like, regardless of age, tw- only. Okay. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Yes. yes. I mean, you look at Aretha Franklin, Prince, there's even, you know, celebrities that didn't have, they have these massive estates and right? didn't have their paperwork. My so gosh. if you're, yes, yeah, so if you're listening to this and going, oh my gosh, I need to get mine together. Mm-hmm. So I know here in Canada, there's a, a brilliant um, online resource called Willful. Um, in the US, there's one called Five Wishes. There. So if you just kind of look in your local, um, jurisdiction, you'll see, cause even within a country, it, it varies. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, right. So just look to see online, online will or online estate planning, you know, whatever that is, mm. um, you'll find a whole host of research. I'm saying if you can empower yourself to take those steps mm. and the more you can get together now, uh, it's just, it's so imperative because 
if you think about it, if you fast forward, as you, you know, as you say, we all have a timestamp. We don't know when that is. No. So imagine if, you know, you, you have a diagnosis, you have some limited time, knowing you don't have to deal with all of this, right? Mm -hmm. All the paperwork. Mm -hmm. It means you and your loved ones just have to be present and love you through that transition. There's nothing else to do. Everything else is taken care of. What a beautiful gift. It really right? is. Right? Because time, yes. you ask anyone, you know, who's been in those situations, the deathbed regrets, or I just wish I had, you know, more time. Right. So having the paperwork done gives you that gift of time because you're not scrambling and trying to figure everything out when you're emotionally not right. stable. Right. So and empower you yourself. Look into your own, yeah, <laughs> your own places. Well, I think that's um, you know, and, and these things. What's important about these these documents are they can always be updated. You know, just because you get them done mm -hmm. now doesn't mean that you can't change them or you can. I mean, especially in America, exactly. North America, where you have to name your um, whatever they're called, imperators. I have no idea what that means, but I mean what the word is. But um, <laughs> you can you can yeah. change that kind of stuff all the time. Just get it yeah. started. And I bought this package once from Susie Orman. I don't know if you've ever heard anybody talk about that. Mm -hmm. She has um, like a hundred dollars or something. She puts out sales all the time. And I love me some Susie Ormans because I love talking about death and I love talking about money. So she has a whole package that you can buy with all these pre-planned like forms that are already in there that you just have to fill out. Um, so yeah. depending on what state you're in and all that kind of stuff, but it's a very fair price because she obviously knows that it costs a ton of money if you're going to attorneys to get this kind of stuff done, getting them drafted mm -hmm. from the beginning and all that. But um, yeah. it's uh, there's there's resources available to us and preparation is definitely key. And I, I lived through that with my father when he got uh, diagnosed with cancer. He was given two months to live and he ended up living five years, which was, thankfully mm -hmm. we were very thankful for that. Um, but the fact then that he he did have to scramble because he didn't have uh, everything in order. Everything was not yeah. in order. And then my mother had to learn everything. She had never had the, mm -hmm. the, the you know access to any of that kind of information. So she she had mm -hmm. to learn as well. But the the you said about the shadows and looking at the the going into the the, the darkness and uh, working through the the gold mine of working through those shadows <laughs> <laughs> with the light and the dark. Do you have um, do you have any tips for anybody that's you know that's kind of willing to start doing a little bit of work on themselves and go a little bit deeper maybe in their grief process? Other than I mean, just like kind of to start going within. Uh, maybe if they're not ready mm -hmm. for the workbook or they're not ready to go to a therapist or go to the next place, but maybe just to, to like a little exercise or something that you do um, that you can give as a recommendation for somebody just getting started. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's unique to everyone, right? Like grief mm -hmm. isn't a cookie cutter experience. It's unique and individual to you because it's about the relationship you have to whatever it is that you're grieving, whether it's money or an actual person or a pet or, you know, so understanding that, as we, you know, we discussed earlier was <clears throat> that, again, there's light and dark. We're often scared of the dark, right? Um, but if you can shift your perspective, almost befriend, you know, uh, what might be in there? As we talked about, you know, there, there's, <laughs> there, I, I believe there is gold in those shadows, right? And that's why we have mm -hmm. to go in there with kind of our little headlamp on and go, okay. But a really compassionate and loving light is what mm -hmm. I can't stress enough about that. Because 
it is. These things can be difficult to look at. And you can do hard things, right? To quote, yes. you know, Gordon yes. Doyle, yes. we can do this. Yep. And people that, for me personally, for my clients that I've walked through that, the liberation that is achieved by going through and going, oh, that wasn't so bad. Okay. Because mm -hmm. we expend more energy trying to outrun, outsmart, you know, <laughs> these uncomfortable things that sure. if we just turn and face, and again, like I said, kind of befriend, you know, mm -hmm. yeah. hey, how are you? Come on in. I'll put the kettle on. Let's have a conversation. Because mm. um, these are all, you can't get through life without loss. No. So the more you can integrate that into your life, again, looking at cycles of nature, understanding that that's a part of it and going with the flow here than trying to swim upstream, right. you oh, know? Gosh. So for anyone, yeah, just looking to just start researching and just, but again, for me, it's more that perspective shift of, okay, I can take a breath here. I can look at this. I can do this and, and look to see, you know, um, what others. You know, we see others, okay, well, they seem to be doing that. Like, go to my website, you know, I have a yeah. ton of articles and, and that on there. You can just start. And I really do try to, um, like, feminize, you know, because I think, like, death has just been, you know, portrayed as this grim reaper, this dark, shadowy thing that comes in the forest and steals, you know, like, children or whatever, Gets right? the kids, like, right. Oh, no, how about, yeah, like, how about instead, it's a, as I look at the beach, I'm like, it's a, you know, perhaps more of a, a, a a feminine presence, like a loving motherly presence who has a cup of tea and the flowy, you know, hair and, and dress on and just wants to sit and have a conversation by the fire. Mm. Right? Because we mm. don't know. <laughs> no one knows what happens at the point of death. We have these stories. So you can write your own story about that. So maybe it starts with, I don't need to be scared of death anymore. And that's what's so cool with psychedelics. You know, now that um uh you know, psilocybin, magic mushrooms are, and they've done all this research from the 60s onwards about how doing that allows people to see that there is nothing to fear, that there is just such a oneness and such a beauty. And even you hear people, you know, at their points of transition that they're like, oh, like Steve Jobs, right? Like, oh, wow, wow. Mm -hmm. Like, there's such a peace that comes over people. So if that's, for me, I'm going to choose to believe that that's what it's like, that it's this beautiful, loving, peaceful experience mm. and not something to fear because that's going to help me in my present day. Mm. I don't know what's going to happen at the actual point, no. but if it's going to help me live a bigger, fuller, more wholehearted life, I'm going to choose that path. Mm. So again, it's just perspective. Well, you mentioned that, that um, when we spoke the other day, there was a Netflix series that you had mentioned about this with the psilocybin mm -hmm. and the MDMA and all that. Um, and it was called how to change your mind. Is that correct? Yeah. yeah yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Fascinating. Yeah. We watched yeah. it. Thomas and I watched it. Um, and it was very, it was very interesting because I thought this was something just new and I had no idea it was so old that this had been researched mm -hmm. so far back and then they had to stop with it. But, um, just, I mean, it's, it's interesting. It's interesting to consider just, you know, I like to learn. That's why I have people on here mm -hmm. that will have these interesting and cool conversations and are willing to talk about death and willing to talk about the process. Mm -hmm. And, and I, I really appreciate you taking the time today, um, out of your busy schedule. And I do really love you saying about the, the gentle and compassionate light, putting a gentle and compassionate light when we look at our shadows because that was something new that I hadn't considered for myself because the the shame and the embarrassment or the fears, you know, all these 
huge, mm-hmm. big, scary words that you know people think that they're going to find when they start doing this type of shadow work and to find out what what am I so afraid of? What is, I mean, what and people are always saying, mm-hmm. what's the worst thing that can happen? Or how can we how can we potentially switch that to what's the best thing that can happen? It's the yeah. it's a reframing of perspective. And um like you said, it's yeah. it's gonna hundred percent of us will die. <laughs> we will yeah. Pass, yeah, it's gonna be happening. So uh what can we do today yeah. to kind of feel better around it. All right. Well, Tammy, thank you so, so much for your time today. And people, Mm -hmm. I'm going to put your, all your contact information, your websites and your, your social media channels and all that uh, in the, um, in the uh, show notes. Is there anything else, any last minute thoughts or tips or ideas? Good. What is it? (laughs) I'm sitting here. I'm like, oh, oh, oh. Just, uh, it reminds me as you were saying that, because I originally, so when I was life coaching, I understood the more I talked to people, everything kind of boiled down to a fear of death. So I started mm-hmm. actually exploring death that way. But then I realized grief was the more accessible path. Mm-hmm. So that would be, mm-hmm. again, just another tip for your audience is that if you do have a fear of death, which is legit, or you're not alone in that. <laughs> yeah, no. Look at, gr- look at grief first. Because that can be the one where you're like, oh, okay, I understand that a bit. I know what loss feels like. And that can be your path then towards understanding death a bit more. Because that's exactly how my career transitioned. I started in death. I'm like, it felt too arm's length for people. They love mm. talking about it at parties, um, but they mm. never wanted to actually do the work around it. Mm. So grief ended up being that one that was more, again, like palatable for people. Okay. So start there um, right. if you do have that. But yeah, that would be it. And just, um, and just read up and watch. the. There's so many good documentaries and everything around it now. Um, so just, yeah. Yeah. Have, have the discussions, <laughs> right? Have the conversations, talk yeah. to people, have conversations yeah. like this with your family or, you know, if, I mean, oh. if you're having a dinner party, why, why can't we talk about something like this? I don't think that this, mm-hmm. is, this isn't taboo. This is fantastic. And we can also yeah. encourage one another to start filling out the paperwork. We can even have like a get together. We can have like a fika, which is a Swedish version of like a coffee break, coffee, like, um, clutch where you can get together and just bring a packet and just get it started. If we get things started, then we get it in motion, just like your, your energy in motion, our emotions. It's the same thing. It's like, we have to start Mm. something and then it becomes like a ripple effect where we start to recognize, Oh my gosh, my mom hasn't done this. My brother hasn't done this. My sister. Oh my gosh. Mm -hmm. Right. And it's, uh, yeah, just normalize it. Yes. Yes, normal. Well, it's it. interesting because my friend in Amsterdam sent me a picture. They have beer coasters at the pubs there. This is years ago, but it had all these like end of life questions on the beer coasters. So that was their thought. If we're That's gathering cool. together to have a drink, yeah. right? Like, yeah, oh let's God. talk about something important. <laughs> yeah, yeah, not <laughs> let's the talk weather. About something cool like this. Yeah. Hmm. That's yeah. neat. That's a neat yeah, idea. They're rich like conversations. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. They are. They really. They are. Well, thank you for this rich conversation today. Thank you for your time. And I would love to have you back. I think that uh, this is a super interesting Mm -hmm. topic. And the more I learn, the more I, the more questions I have, because, you know, we all have them and why not share them publicly so that other people can learn too. That's how we all get better. Good, 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 good. All right. Well, thank you so much. And um, I will, again, put your contact information so people can reach out especially if they are really grieving and really needing some help. Um, you have got uh, many things to offer them for resources. And I hope that that is something that people will consider looking into. Yeah. Brilliant. 
All right. Well, thank, thank you so much, much, Tammy. We'll talk to you soon. Okay. Bye. All right. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of More Moths to the People. I am Asa Nilsson. If you like this episode, I'd love to hear from you. Like, subscribe, follow the podcast, share it with a friend. I want to say thank you to Kumail Asli for his help with the production of this podcast. Without him, this would not even be in your ears today. I can assure you of that. And let me let me say a little something about my friend Gregory Paul Donaldson. May he rest in peace. Who would always leave me with this quote? He would say, "In the meantime and between time, whatever you do, do it well, and then pass it on. Peace." and most importantly, joy. I want to leave you with that as well. I'll see you on the flip side, my friend. Take care.